challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast, a podcast of personal coaching for men. Let's get right to it. I want to talk to you about a theme that I can never leave when it comes to men, and it has to do with your friendships. You know that I believe that if you're going to be a great man, if you're going to be the man you are called and made to be, you're going to have to have other good men around you. This is essential. This is the theme of my book, Building Your Band of Brothers. This is an essential theme of this podcast. This is actually a truth of history and of great manhood. If you're going to be the best man you can be, you have to have other invested men around you. And you have to be part of being invested men around those who are dear to you and who are in your band of brothers. You know this. I've said it constantly. I'm never going to leave this theme. So let me ask this question. What is the greatest enemy of that dynamic in your life? What's the thing that's most likely to keep that dynamic of men invested in your life, around you, helping you be the best man you can be, what is the thing that is most likely to prevent that from happening? Well, there are a number of them that might be candidates for the answer to that question. Uh, You might just walk alone. And you know that I say all the time on this podcast, only a fool walks alone. Most men are lonely. Most men are isolated. Most men can't name a best friend. You've heard me say this time and again. Uh, There are other dynamics like that. However, I've come to conclude that for the average man who is intent upon being a great man and looks around him and sees that he does have friends, that still the factor that is most likely to keep him from becoming the best he can be with those friends, uh, having people who walk with him and confront him and love him and help him be the best he can be while he's doing the same for them, the greatest dynamic that works against us is deceiving ourselves about the friends we have. Let me explain. You see, If you're going to have a band of brothers, you have to have a band of men around you, and you are part of being the band of men around them, who are committed to the project of noble manhood, who want to make each other better, who read books, listen to tapes, watch videos, attend conferences, whatever you have to do to get a clear vision of what a good and noble man is— And then you're helping each other become that. Now, there's a lot of fun and other stuff going on along the way. We're not just about staring meaningfully into each other's eyes and helping each other be better. There's fun. There's rowdiness. There's all the, the, the fun that men have when they're together. But my point is that you've got to have those guys and they've got to be committed with you to the great project of noble manhood. Now, what tends to happen? And here's the here's the danger. Here's the threat. What tends to happen is that we settle for friends who are connected to us for other reasons than the noble project of great manhood, okay? And let me say quickly, that's going to happen in your life. You just can't make them the friends at the core of your life. Let me give you an example. I'll use myself as an example. 
Uh, Years ago, I moved to a city uh, to take the leadership of a large organization, help take the leadership of a large organization. Eventually, I was the leader of that organization. And I moved to that town, and all of my friends were part of that organization. In fact, most of my friends worked for me. We had fun. We laughed. We yucked it up. We ate. We worked out. We played sports. It was great. But then there came a crisis And I ended up leaving voluntarily that organization. I chose to leave. And I will tell you that except for a very few exceptions, I lost all those friends. Those friends were not there when I was in the Dark Valley. Now, initially, I was very stung by that and very hurt and wounded by that. And then I began to realize, Mansfield, this is on you, buddy. This is on you. These guys didn't sign some compact with you. These guys never sat down and said, look, I'm committed to you no matter what. These guys simply worked for you. And then you guys had fun on the side. You worked out and you, you know, traveled and you did things and you double dated and what have you. But, but at no time did they sign some blood oath with you. They were people who were committed to this organization. They were people who knew you because of that organization. Uh, they were people who worked for you. Of course, they were going to be nice. Of course, they were going to want to buddy up. Of course, they were going to go want to go and have fun and, and do the things that, that you did at retreats and what have you. But don't be surprised if when the role came to an end, that the relationship came to an end. They weren't committed to any more. Well, this is what I want to put before your eyes. Are the friends that you have friends because you work with them or because they just happen to be in the same neighborhood or they go to your church or, you know, you see them on the golf club or you shoot hoops with them or whatever? Are they just friends for some other reason, which is fine. You're going to have those in your life. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm saying that if those are the only kind of friends you have, If the friends that you have are bound to you because of other secondary or tertiary bindings, relationships, connections, reasons, then you don't have a band of brothers. You don't have a band of men around you who are committed to helping you be a better man while you help them be better men. And those relationships are very likely to go away. Those relationships are very likely not to survive the dark night of the soul or the season of your life that is uh, tumultuous and 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 dark and the, the valley of death, so to speak. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not likely to survive that. You get fired from that job, will you lose all your friends because all your friends are basically bound to you because you all work together? If you move out of that neighborhood, will you lose all those friends because basically? They are committed to you because you're just down the street and and good for pickup games on the court. Let me ask you a tougher question because I've seen this happen too. Are your friends all about, let's say, uh, the brothers of a, a, a spouse in your family, a female spouse? And if there were a divorce, would all those friends go away? I have a friend. I know a man who is absolutely without friends right now because all of his friends were the brothers of his brother's wife. And when his brother went through a divorce to that woman, all his friends went away. It's just what happens. What I'm asking you to do is look at why are the people you think are bound to you, the men you think are bound to you, why are they bound to you? Why are they bound to you? I'm going to ask some tough questions. Are they bound to you because you're famous? Are they bound to you because you're cool? Are they bound to you because you're rich? 
Are they bound to you because you do the best stakes and the best game party in your big old living room? Is that why they're bound to you? Uh, why are they bound to you? Are they bound to you because you, you know, have the hookup for the game tickets? What, how, why are they bound to you? Beyond that kind of stuff, are they bound to you because you just know them on the job or like I say, in the neighborhood or at the church or, or other things that you do? Why are the men you think are bound to you bound to you? I'm not trying to make you insecure and suspicious. I'm trying to get some clarity in your vision so that you're able to look at the people who are the men, particularly who are in your life and say, are these really just casual relationships dressed up to look more significant because they're the only ones that I really have? I've made that mistake. I don't blame the men who weren't there when I was in the dark times years ago. They hadn't committed to me anymore than just that. But it was my deception. We had a connection. We had a friendship connection and it was fun. And it was even meaningful because we did some meaningful projects together. But I was a fool. Had I been thinking about it, I I would have realized I was a fool to think those relationships would survive difficult times. These were not those kinds of men, by the way, that particular kind of courageous, committed friend. And they hadn't committed to any more. They were just buddies from work. They were just buddies from being down the street. They were just guys I knew. And we hadn't agreed to be in each other's lives forever. There was no reason for me to expect that those relationships would survive the loss of a job or survive a dark time, or in my case, survive a divorce. So all of that to say, look carefully and lovingly at your relationships. Don't blame people. I'm not trying to make you mad at people. This is on you just like it was on me. Do you have men in your life who are at a relatively casual level of commitment, and yet you are relying on them for lifetime? For lifetime. And for some of you, this is tough. It's tough. You're in the military. You work for an airline. You work for a company that moves you all over the world. You you, you don't tend to be geographically near the same people all the time. But you've got to have men in your life that are long-term. One of the, one of the things I most admire, uh, being close to the military, having been raised a military brat and working a lot with military people today are the men who say, look, I have, I have finished a big old long military career, 30, 35 years moving all the time. But those, those guys I knew at basic, those guys I knew at the academy, that guy I knew in one of the early commands I worked in, we've sustained each other. We are on Zoom all the time. We are a band of brothers. We try to vacation together every so often. Uh, these men are committed to me. I'm committed to them. I am a better man, a better officer, a better leader, a better father, a better husband, because these guys are my band of brothers. And it hasn't been because we're always down the street from each other. I got to tell you, I admire that. That takes work. That takes effort. And it also requires men to understand that just because they have new buddies, you know, who play soccer with them or shoot hoops or racquetball or whatever you do, you know, going to the officer's club or whatever I'm talking about, again, a military context, that these new relationships are deep. You don't make new old friends. You have to sustain the old friendships. So I don't want you to make the mistake I did where you come to the valley of death, <laughs> you come to a dark season in your life, you are abandoned, and you're tempted to be angry and think all your friends ran away when, in fact, you settled to be awash in a sea of casual relationships, not covenant brothers, not, not a band of brothers, not men who committed to you beyond and you committed to them. Our insecurities and our enjoyment of fun makes us settle for less than what we need, less than what we're due less than what is true manhood. 
And I'm not trying to freak you out, but here before the holiday season might be a good time for, or maybe the beginning of the holiday season since we've just passed Thanksgiving. This might be a good time for you to look at your relationships and very lovingly, very compassionately say, why is Joe committed to me? Why, why do we hang? Well, it's because we both love steak. <laughs> Because we both like Bruce Willis movies or we both uh, like stogies on the back porch or whatever it is, right? And just be honest about that. No, no, no. I I enjoy stogies with Joe, but Joe's not going to be there if I'm dying of cancer. Joe's not going to be there when my marriage is trouble. That's not what Joe is. That's not who Joe is. That's that's not what I've asked of him. That's not even part of our relationship. I love Joe. I'm going to hang with Joe. I'll go shoot shoot hoops and and get, get pizza with Joe. But I'm not expecting Joe to be there in the dark night of the soul. I'm not expecting Joe to make me a better man. What I'm saying to you, my, my dear listener, my dear, like me, great man wannabe, is that you not settle for that being the only kind of relationship in your life. I have men in my life who will be there on the day I die. I have men in my life. I will carry their casket or they will carry mine. And I got to tell you, you got to have those kind of relationships. You know that, you know, I've said it many, many times. My concern is I've gotten to know many of you and interact with you and talk to you at the conferences and the events that I do as you write me. My concern is that you are settling for a casual level of relationship, which is fine. I don't expect you to be the best buddies with everybody you shoot hoops with or play golf with or go to a movie with or double date with. I do expect though, and I insist that you have covenant brothers, that you have men who are in a band of brothers and not just the casual relationships. Casual relationships are fine. If they're all, if they are all you have, you are in trouble. Hear me. You are in trouble. So start deepening, start going further. And if you don't have any clue about how to do that, get my little booklet, Building Your Band of Brothers. It'll help you do that. Because my brothers, this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.